So when I did that Ignite off, I really enjoyed that presentation. It probably was the favorite part of my internship. And right. I just kind of thought to myself, like, okay, where can I find a job description that's similar to like where I have to do these things where, you know, <laughs> I see the big picture. I'm like, you know, what are we doing? Who are we doing this for? Who are the users? Mm-hmm. What are we building them stuff for? And like, you know, along that line, I found something about product management. I had no idea what that was at that point. And I'm like, what is this? So like, well, it was similar to like the feeling I got during that presentation. I did a bunch of reading about that, you know, cracking the PM interviews, like the Bible for this role. So I read that, you know, got a lot more insight into it. And I was like, okay, yeah, this feels similar to that experience. And I can get, you know, I can be user centric. I can see the big picture. I can do things for people. I can also, you know, get to interact, talk to a lot of people in different spaces. And I was like, okay, yeah, I want to do this. This is the O-Rise Feature Cast. Join host Michael Holtz for conversations with ORISE experts on STEM workforce development, scientific and technical reviews, and the evaluation of radiation exposure and environmental contamination. You'll also hear from ORISE research program participants and their mentors as they talk about their experiences and how they are helping shape the future of science. Welcome to the ORISE FeatureCast. Welcome to another episode of the O-Rise Feature Cast. As ever, I'm your host, Michael Holtz, in the Communications and Marketing Department at O-Rise. And today I have the great privilege of talking with Seni Adeniji, who is a product manager at Microsoft and is a former O-Rise participant um, in the NESLS program at ORNL, at Oak Ridge National Laboratory. We're going to talk about all of that, um, mentorship, his passion for all things STEM, and how he wants to encourage and ignite that passion in other people. So first, let me welcome you, Seni. Welcome to the ORISE FeatureCast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Awesome to do this. So you were a former participant in the... um, Nuclear Engineering Science Laboratory Synthesis Program at Oak Ridge National Laboratory. Globally, talk about what that program is and then kind of how you got there. Uh, yeah, this it was actually a, it was one of my most enjoyable internships, if I can remember. Uh, more enjoyable internships, actually. Uh, yeah, so it was... This was, I think, in 2018, 2019, kind of when I was looking for an internship in college. Okay. And uh, I was, I have a computer science background, but I think, you know, initially I signed up the software engineering route, but, you know, software engineering just didn't quite do it for me. I okay. felt like, you know, I could do it. So maybe if I had to, I had some experiences in it, but I personally didn't have a bright impression for it. And I didn't feel like the ceiling was that high compared to other things that I could do. So I just, you know, was looking for other things to do, you know, came across like, uh, you know, an opportunity uh, to know ORAU, you know, ORNL combined and it was the Nestle's program. You know, mm-hmm. I found this through, I think it was Zintellect and that I was on. Right. Yep. And yeah, I found it, you know, the, just read through like the description of like, you know, I think everyone would. And, you know, it sounded appealing. It sounded interesting. It was something different, you know. Uh, I'd never really been on that part of the side, like in Tennessee, you know, just the, I guess the area of it and just like the opportunity as well. And it's going to be at a national lab. It's going to be something completely different. I yeah. ended up doing like data visualization type of stuff there. And that, that sounded exciting. So the entire appeal of the program was just like, it was there for me. And, you know, I applied for it, you know, did like, a, I did an interview, you know, I spoke to my, I guess, manager, mentor at the time, Paul uh-huh. Miller. 
and you know we just kind of hit it off things went well uh end up getting an offer for that program and i did it in the summer of 2019 and uh, i guess we could talk more about it but it was definitely an enjoyable process i learned a lot met a lot of good people leslie fox being one of the people that connected uh-huh, us today absolutely. so you know but i mean just learned a lot got a, good, a lot of good advice and it really i would say you know just helped me as i define things going forward from that point so i would say it was a great experience yes Awesome. So what did you do specifically in as a participant in the NESLS program? Okay, yeah. Trying to remember all the details. I know. I know it's been a little while, four, right? Four or five years ago now. But yeah, I uh, I did a data realization program. So what I did was like, you know, on a spent nuclear fuel back then. Okay. I didn't know a lot about like nuclear engineering actually when I actually came into this. So it was a very good opportunity for me to learn more, you know, so we worked on a program, I had to develop like some bunch of like models about like, you know, the spent nuclear fuel canisters that we're using and making sure that like, you know, things were going well. And like, you know, I think one thing I learned at that, or that project was, you know, just how used nuclear fuels are stored or like, you know, how they're disposed. It's a very big thing. And it's like, you know, how can we do it right? You know, what's the right way and just all the different things involved in that space. So my primary job in that space is a data visualization analyst, which is, you know, creating models, graphs to kind of represent the data that we had related to like spent nuclear fuel, used nuclear fuel in that space. Awesome, awesome. So you have a great experience in the Nestle's program at ORNL. How did you make the the leap, the move to now you're a project manager at Microsoft? What was that? What yeah, was, a, I guess, trajectory for that? Yeah, I'd say, yeah, so product manager at Microsoft. Uh, I guess this is one of the reasons why I said I really enjoyed the internship. I actually found that role kind of through the Oak Ridge National Labs, and I'll tell okay. you a very interesting story. So while I was at ORNL, you know, doing the Nestle's program, there's an interesting competition. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called the Ignite Off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We had a competition with a bunch of other national labs, which is this 15 minutes presentation. It was a five minute presentation, you know, just 20 slides, it's just pictures on there. You know, it teaches you a lot about public speaking, but you also have to know a lot about the project and, like, you know, what is going on because to tell an entire story without having a lot of words in the slides, you know. So, doing that, I guess, ignite off because I participated in that. I had to learn a lot about the project. Like, oh, why are we doing this? Like, you know, where's the funding coming from? Like, you know, what's the end goal? Who are we doing this for? Just, I guess, seeing the bigger picture than just like, you know, the data stuff that I was initially doing. And I think that entire experience was just very enjoyable. And I recently just talked about, you know, doing a CS degree, you know, kind of doing software engineering first and data visualization. One thing that's a common theme there is I was trying to figure out what exactly I like and like, you know, what space I would end up doing in like, you know, just computer science, software engineering space. So when I did that Ignite off, I really enjoyed that presentation. It probably was the favorite part of my internship. And I just kind of thought to myself like, okay, where can I find a job description that's similar to like where I have to do this things where, you know, I see the big picture. I'm like, you know, what are we doing? Who are we doing this for? Who are the users? Mm -hmm. What are we building them stuff for? And like, you know, Along that line, I found something about product management. I had no idea what that was at that point. And I'm like, what is this? So like, well, it was similar to like the feeling I got during that presentation. I did a bunch of reading about that, you know, cracking the PM interviews, like the Bible for this role. So I read that, you know, got a lot more insight into it. And I was like, okay, yeah, 
this feels similar to that experience and you know, I can get, you know, I can be user centric. I can see the big picture. I can do things for people. I can also, you know, get to interact, talk to a lot of people in different spaces. And I was like, okay, yeah, I want to do this. So just moving forward, you know, I started talking to people. I use LinkedIn a lot. I think everybody should use LinkedIn very much. Mm-hmm. So I met a lot of people there, spoke to people, got more insight. And that was just how I started my transition into like, you know, product management. So I did an internship, you know, interviewed for a bunch of places that have product management roles. I did an internship in there and I kind of enjoyed it. I was like, okay, yes, this has some of the things. I mean, it was not a one-to-one method of like, you know, what exactly I'd experienced in there, but there were a lot of overlaps. And I was like, okay, I think I kind of like this. And that was like the transition into like, you know, product management and what I currently do right now. Awesome. So hats off to the Ignite Off competition. Absolutely. (laughs) And, And networking, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, 100% recommend. I think that Ignite was it, was, it was a lot of fun. Like, you know, just doing the presentation, the person that actually won the competition, we actually shared, uh, I guess, an office together at the Nessus okay. program. So she's a Nessus participant as well, too. And yeah, it was really good. Like, just meeting people. And like you mentioned, networking, I think, you know, is one of the most pivotal things in every single thing we do in life. So yeah, absolutely. So I understand that you have this tremendous passion for all things STEM. Sending, where does that come from? Have you been, were you involved in science from, or interested in science from a young age? Was it something that came to you in high school, in college? Yeah. Uh, so I I don't know if you know this, but I was actually born, raised, grew up in Nigeria the entire okay. time. I had a lot of like STEM focus back then. I was in science the entire time. I think my favorite subjects back in high school were awesome. actually math, math and physics. So I think just along the line, it's kind of always been there. I wouldn't say it was like natural. Like I woke up and like, you know, I was just like, yeah, I read physics books and I was five. Six, for so day. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing <laughs> like that. But I think just like going into high school, I think, and for us, you know, after three years after high school, so wins, I think that's what year seven, eight, nine. So year nine, you kind of have to make a decision if you want to go with the science route or if you want to go like the arts, your business side. I and I made the decision to just go through the science side. And, you know, from there, you know, just did a bunch of physics and it just kept coming, coming. I was like, okay, I guess I kind of like this. And I just, it was just enjoyable from there. So I would say like, you know, the science part has kind of always been, you know, from early ages, high school, all of that. And then through that it's just morphed into other things you know initially it was math and physics and then there was computer science and you know they did a nuclear engineering program and now it's product management so kind of in that same realm but it has Uh kind of always been there i would think that along the way then there were teachers and mentors that poured into you and helped foster that interest so that you kept going and, and wanted to learn more and, and, you know, sort of added for, you know, physics, the computer science, et cetera. Talk about yeah. some, talk about some of those folks. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if I think back at it now, I think some of those folks I appreciate a lot more now than I did back then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back then it was just like, Oh my God, do I have to be doing this? But you know, now it's like, Oh my God, I'm thankful you made me do that. So, you know, as one of those things, but yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, if I try to remember back from like, you know, high school, you know, I can remember a couple of names I had in the man called Mr. Okay. He just took a, you know, he took a liking to me. And, like, he definitely, like, you know, gave me a lot of interesting advice. Some I didn't want at that point, but now thank that I had it. So he was a <laughs> really, he was a really good person in that space. You know, I had, you know, my physics teacher back then, Mr. Shaw. He was a very interesting person as well, too. Like, you know, we kind of had a lot of back and forth 
physics, but I think looking back, he just wanted me to be the best me that I could be. So I think, yeah, that was a really good one. So yeah, those two for sure, like stand out in my head and like, you know, coming to, you know, coming to America as well too, which I came here for college before, like, you know, work and everything, like, you know, had an uncle as well too, like, you know, named Alex. He was the one that actually opened my mind just to like the entire computer science and like the realm of what it was possible. Because like I mentioned earlier, I think, you know, a lot of times people think computer science and then it's software engineering that's just synonymous to that. But, you know, he kind of opened my eyes to like, you know, just the limitless opportunities of like, oh, what you could do, what you couldn't do and all that kind of stuff. And like, I think for him, I'm very thankful. And just along that way, you know, I've had to have mentors that like, you know, I think networking, when I think about networking, I actually had a call with this one guy, his name is Malik. Right before I started the ORNL uh, internship, he gave me a lot of tremendous advice. And like, awesome. you know, advice that I was able to utilize at the internship and like, you know, just paid good dividends for me, I would say. So like, you know, he was great as well. So I think one common theme I would say is like, you know, of course I've had people like, you know, over the years of kind of big constants, but I think just the ability to know like there's different areas that you want to learn and the different people are really good at different things and just being able to take from all those people. So it's almost like, I think someone gave me an advice once and it was like, you know, just be like a sponge and absorb a lot of things. And I've tried to do that with people, you know, we could be on this thing and you'd say something that I'm just like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And I'll take it. And you've kind of poured some sort of mentorship into your advice or guidance. So I've taken a lot of that, you know, from teachers and like, you know, professors and like, you know, managers or like, you know, places on interns and just keeping up with those people, checking in from time to time has definitely been like, you know, super helpful just so far in life. Awesome. Um, What about the sort of the other side of that coin is you sort of mentoring and pouring into other people. Have you had the opportunity to do that? And is that something that you enjoy as well? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I have, I do it a lot that I absolutely love it. I think, right. And I think back at like, you know, some of the reasons why, you know, I'm interested in like, you know, helping other people or like, you know, with their job search or just like, you know, in their careers or in school. It's, you know, I think I had a very, you know, interesting background trying to figure out, you know, up until where I am. I'm still even figuring out the things I want to going forward. You know, like I said, it wasn't just, straight up you know initially i was like oh i like math and physics i'm like all, all the way now i'm doing computer science and like initially it was like c plus plus and like java and python and all those things right. and then all of a sudden it was like eh, nah you know not this and then i'm doing data visualization at some point i was doing product strategy and at some point i did an internship where i was 3d printing engineer type of thing so i've kind of had just this way of like you know it wasn't direct you know i was looking for what i wanted to do i was trying a bunch of different things and like I learned a lot just through that entire figuring out what I needed to do. And at some point now it's product management and it just wasn't a straight line. And I yeah. think there's a lot of people in that same position where, you know, it might not be exactly the same, but they're sort of looking for, oh, how do I figure out what's next? How do I do the right thing? Who am I talking to? Like, where can I go? And I think, you know, I because I went through that, you know, and in some ways the best way I did, because it gave me a lot of insights, you know, a lot of ways to like navigate things. You know, I kind of took it upon me like there's a lot of people out there experiencing the same thing. So I kind of wanted to help them as well. Too. So at some point, you know, I'll do 15 minute calls on LinkedIn or 30 minute calls from people that reach out or in my school and things like that. And then, you know, the calls did get overwhelming at some point because like, you know, I was doing a lot of the same calls and seeing a lot of the same things. So I kind of took it upon myself of like, how do I create more durable like things to kind of help people? 
So I started writing, you know, about my experiences and about, you know, technology and just like, you know, things that I'm interested in, ways that I learned and things I feel like people should know potentially it could be helpful to them. So I did that. And that way, you know, when people reach out now, I'm able to direct them to like, you know, these living documents. And that helps me as well too, because, you know, kind of like we're just trying to remember my own, oh, I know experiences like, oh my God, what did I do? But I think also just writing those experiences is some sort of living doc that I can go read an article I wrote four years ago, like, oh my God, I did this. This is interesting. I like, you know, in some ways it was a good way for me to document my life and just kind of reflect. But, you know, as it relates to like helping people, like just showing them like, okay, here's kind of how I went. There's something that worked for me. There's something that could work for you. Or if you flipped it this way, it could work for you and things like that. So I would say that's definitely been something that I have kind of taken upon myself to do. It sounds like you kind of have a book in the making there, Sammy, with... <laughs> there, there, there has to be a book itself way, you know, my friends have said that, but, you know, I, I don't know if we're there yet. There's a lot of the story that's still being written and that will be written. So, yeah, right. some, sometime, like, you know, in the future, there will be a book there. Awesome. That's great. Um, you you said that, you know, you, you went to, you grew up in and went to high school in Nigeria, you came to the United States to go to college. What was that transition like? What was the the cultural um, I guess change was their culture shock in um, making that transition, or was it um, yeah. smooth-ish? Was it? <laughs> yeah, I, I I think a little bit of both. You know, uh, trying to like remember some details now. I mean, I did have my brother here, so my brother is like here and like you know okay. he was in he was in the area. So like you know, I didn't feel like I came here all alone and I was all by myself. So having some family here. And I've kind of been here, you know, my brother, his wife, and like her family. So there was some sort of like, you know, family ties and connections and stability in that point. But I think it doesn't change the fact that I was born and raised somewhere my entire life in a certain way. I don't know, I just operated that I moved, you know, it was like I had friends there, I had, you know, routine, I had life and these things there. So I had to come here and like rebuild all of that. I don't know, in some ways, like, you know, some parts of it were hard because, like, you know, I think sometimes you think you just come and, like, you know, oh, boom, you just get it running. And, like, you know, one semester, everything is all good. But, yeah, it took, I will definitely say it took some time, like, you know, but just kind of having some sort of family there was, like, a was some sort of, like, stable factor. I also got this very interesting advice when I first came. My uncle told me sports is something that brings people together. So mm-hmm. the more sports I watch and the more sports I know, the easier it would be for me to like make friends and get along with people. And I kind of took that to heart. I actually watched the NBA and the NFL and golf and tennis. And I just took that to the whole new level. And it actually did help. So that way was how I got to make friends in school. I remember like my first couple classes in college, you know, people talking about basketball. I'm like, oh, okay, I can, I can say some things there. I didn't wow. know I had that. But and up until that point, I rarely ever watched basketball. Like, you know, sure. it wasn't something. So that way I started interacting with people and like, you know, getting to know people. And like, you know, I guess just kind of learning along the way. So I wouldn't say like, you know, it was easy because like I said, I had to start a lot of things over again. I had to figure a lot of things out. And so some things, you know, I'm still like, oh, today I'm like, ah, oh, that makes sense. Like, you know, this is why I think this way because I've always thought this way. And like, you know, things like that. And it's like a constant learning process, but it definitely has been good. Like I've met a lot of good people kind of like, you know, over the past six, what, seven years now, like just, you know, there's mentors or even friends or just, mm-hmm. you know, just associates from different places. Like, you know, I talked about Leslie that connected us, you know, yeah. with someone that I met during my internship and I've stayed in touch with her the entire time. And she's been absolutely great. Helped me a lot during my internship, you know, when we check in from time to time as well. She's amazing. So it's a lot of that that has just kind of helped along the way. So yeah, I'll definitely say that. So. 
Awesome. Um, I feel like I don't need to ask you this, but obviously you would you would recommend an LRISE fellowship experience to anybody um, who might be interested in pursuing a career in, in a STEM field. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, if you have the opportunity, I'll start from just the personal life part, and then I'll talk about more about, you know, how you could actually learn in that space. But, mm -hmm. you know, going to Tennessee to intern was a very, you know, it was a very good experience. I mean, I'm glad I did it. You know, first I met a couple of folk at that internship that I'm still in touch with to date, which is very That's interesting. Great. Some of them live in New York and some of them are in California, but we're all kind of in touch and like, you know, we talk about getting together and things like that. So I think just from the point of people, all walks of life that you can meet, you know, these people went to a bunch of different schools. Some people had completely different backgrounds. Some of them are pursuing their PhDs now. So it's just the breadth of people that it allowed me to know. I think that was amazing. I also did a lot of things in Tennessee I'd never done in my life. Like that was the first time I hiked, you know, it was the first time I went on white water rafting. It was, you know, it was a lot of things I did there that were just very, very enjoyable for me. And Tennessee was just such a beautiful place, you know, prior to going to Tennessee, I didn't like mac and cheese and I had mac and cheese there and I was like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> so, you know, this is- It's all about the right person making the mac and cheese, right? You know, yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> there's that, you know, so this. I think there's like just things that you go there and like, you know, it shapes some part of life. And like, you know, it made me, I, when I think about being a more outdoorsy person, that was kind of mm -hmm. where it started from. So I really, really enjoyed that. Just So just from a personal growth life, like, you know, I 100% would say, you know, go experience that if you can. And, you know, on the other side of just like, you know, the things that you could learn, you know, I had to make posters. I had to mm -hmm. present that they ignite off. I had to talk about my poster. You know, I had to, you know, work with people that, oh, my God, are they smart? You know, like there's PhDs out there and there's multiple masters. And I was just like, it was just a bunch of impressive people out there that you get to work with and learn from. And like, I think that's just such a great opportunity. And, you know, and I did the Nessus program, but I know there's a lot of people that had a bunch of different programs. I think there's also an AI program that I had friends that did as well too. So there's a breadth of things you can do as well too, if you're not like in the nuclear space and if you're in the AI space as well too. And I think one other interesting thing I learned is, you know, when you say Nessus to certain people, they probably just did nuclear engineering or like another nuclear engineer. But I think regardless of your background, there's spaces for you to kind of fit in. Like, you know, I was a CS person and like, you know, I kind of fit into that mode and in that space. So I think it is definitely a really good opportunity. And like, it is very, it's somewhat different from like, you know, what you do if you're just interviewing like a random company, say mm -hmm. like at a, at a national lab. So it's definitely a great experience and I'm glad I had that. I'm like, yeah, I 100% would recommend for sure. <laughs> Awesome. Well, and I think what you just said is really important. You don't, even though in the Nestle's program, you know, it's nuclear security, nuclear engineering focused, that wasn't where you came from. You came yeah. from computer science. So you have all of these different people with different skill sets, different backgrounds working together in collaboration. And that is some kind of science in a nutshell, right? I mean, everyone comes to the table. Yep, from a different perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I was trying to you know, look up someone on my LinkedIn now. There's a, there's a man that works in the Nestle space as well, too. And he does have a CS background as well, too. And he did a, he does a lot to do, like in the Nestle space. He was one of those people I kind of looked up to during my internship because, you know, he was very smart. And, like, you know, he was very helpful. So kind of like you said, I think there's a lot of people with different backgrounds that came from there. I mean, I found the typical people that are nuclear engineering bachelor's degree, master's degree, PhD, but there was also people that were completely different. And, 
everyone was kind of working together in the same space. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So yeah, I definitely did enjoy that for sure. That's awesome. Um, Sunny, last question for you. What brings you joy? That's a very good question. Uh, I think I really enjoy helping people, but from an educational standpoint, like I think helping them, like, you know, find their way to STEM or find, I think one experience I remember a lot is I kind of like eating, I like food and things like that. There's very few things I could do that could make me forget that, oh my God, I was hungry. And I remember this one time, I was the president of National Society of Black Engineers at my college. And you know, we're going through like a resume session with like certain people to kind of help them get internships and things like that. And I probably did it for four hours, skip lunch and just did the entire oh thing. God. And I completely forgot about everything that was happening because it just gave me so much joy to do that. And I really enjoy doing that. Like, you know, okay. I think there's a lot of, I have this thought in my head that there's a lot of very qualified or can be very qualified good people and there's a lot of good opportunities out there, but what isn't very common or what isn't enough is the amount of bridges that connects these people to those opportunities. And I enjoy being one of that. I enjoy, you know, just, even if it's just, if it's 15 minutes or 30 minutes that I can have a call with someone to give them more guidance or let them know what has kind of worked for me somewhere or something I know worked for a friend that could potentially help them. It could be life-changing. So that brings me a lot of joy that is very enjoyable to me so i guess summary of that would be just kind of being that bridge that connects those you know qualified or could be qualified people with those opportunities that exist is definitely something that you know i would say brings me a lot of joy awesome well and i said last question but as you were speaking another thought came to my mind <laughs> yeah um, for sure partic- particularly as you talked about being a bridge you're you know you're black Diversity is important in sciences. Do you feel yourself, see yourself as being a bridge to other young brown and, and black students who want to get involved in sciences? Is is that part of what brings that joy for you um, as, as well to help the underserved, underrepresented young scientists or people interested in science get into STEM? Yeah, I mean, I think I would say that is still a thought or that's still something that is probably being developed or that I'm still kind of how to say that I, something has been developed in me. So and why I say that is I mentioned like kind of growing up in Nigeria where, mm-hmm. you know, almost everybody is black. kind sure. of. Thing. So kind of until coming here at some point, I didn't, you know, see or maybe I, it, maybe it just wasn't in my head, but I didn't feel that light bulb in my head to kind of be that, oh, you know, me being back in this space helps other people that potentially could be black, be motivated to get into that. It was a thing that, that was a light bulb that came on when I was here. So, you know, I think it's something that's still been developed. I think about it though, from a standpoint of like, if you're an immigrant that comes here, it can be very hard. And, you know, or to any other country, it can be very hard. And there are a lot of things to navigate. You talked about just culture, education, or what, finding opportunities, navigating your space. There's so many things in that space. That area, I know, I think I personally experienced that. And I'm very passionate about just helping, like, you know, any and every international student that I can, you know, in America or in other places. So that, you know, I think is, that is in me. Like, you know, I definitely want to do that. But along the way as well, too, if I can be, you know, hey, I can see this black person in Microsoft or in Google yeah. or Apple. And that helps me believe that I can be that as well. So it's like an added bonus that's just great. So it's like, you know, 
why not? So yeah, I just, you know, try to help the people that I can and like, you know, whatever else good comes out of that, it's amazing to do. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for sharing your story. I really appreciate you taking the time, Sunny, to um, talk to me and to, to help our audience understand more about who you are, where you've come from, um, and the the passion and the joy you obviously have for the work that you do in helping other people um, find their way as well. So thank you so much for spending time with me. For sure. Thank you for having me. It's always, it's always fun and excited to talk about this. So yeah, glad I could do it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, you as well. Bye. Thank you for listening to the ORISE Featurecast. To learn more about the Oak Ridge Institute for Science and Education, visit orise.orau.gov or find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ORISE Connect. If you like the ORISE feature cast, give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. The Oak Ridge Institute for Science